Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What happened uh, this evening? Norfolk, Gap State, 54 53. We've got close basketball games, and we've got close basketball game uh, going on right now uh, in the tournament in the late night hours. Michigan State and UCLA throwing it down. And Michigan State were cruising in the first half. They were up 44 33 at the break. There was a little bit of a uh, scuffle. Um, going you know into the tunnel at halftime, although not between the two teams, amongst Michigan State. And things were getting heated amongst Michigan State players after a defensive breakdown at the end of the first half. Tom Izzo, as they were walking off the court, got in Brown's face on the Spartans Uh, Brown wasn't having it, basically, and started yelling back at Izzo. Izzo grabbed him as they were going into the tunnel. Kenny Smith and many others started to flip out. Can't believe what just happened. And I love Kenny Smith, but settle down, Kenny. Uh, Kenny Smith is going off about how it's wrong. And listen... I understand that you can't coach in the way that you used to coach, but it wasn't really even just Izzo. It was just the players freaking out. It's an intense moment. They're in a play-in game. They're under a lot of pressure. And Tom Izzo was just trying to get the kids' attention by grabbing his jersey uh, from behind. And, you know, I tweeted immediately as I'm watching everybody flip out and credit to Charles Barkley for saying, hey, listen, that's no big deal. That stuff happens all the time. And Kenny Smith said, no, no, it's not right. You can't be grabbing kids. And I get it. It's 2021 and everybody flips out about everything. But this is what happens when you take a bunch of NBA guys and you make them do uh, college uh, games because I don't know. Has anybody ever watched a Michigan State Spartan game before? These guys fight with the cheerleaders. Dude, a couple of years ago, Tom Izzo nearly got knocked the F out by one of his players. That's all these guys do is fight. If they're not fighting, something's wrong. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? It's okay. Breathe. You found it. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MBA mm-hmm. versus in Cincinnati. 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 Come on, come on. Don't you realize is it costing me money? The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. We're throwing it down. It's the Thursday night throwdown. It's uh, March Madness. The insanity has begun. One point games, close games, blown leads, and uh, everything else in between. Uh, we will talk a little NFL uh, football. Uh, Mitch Trubisky signs with the Buffalo Bills and um, gets $2.5 million. We've got breaking news as far as the UFC is concerned. Khabib um, has officially retired, although didn't he already officially retire? Whatever. Uh, but nevertheless, Dana White has just said moments ago to uh, Akimoto here from um, from uh, Motto from, um, from ESPN. You know the dude. Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler will fight for a vacant lightweight championship on May 15th. UFC 262. Let's bring in Teddy. He doesn't care about that. We're talking madness right now. Teddy covers. Teddy! What's up, Teddy? Murrency! How are you tonight, my friend? I'm ready to rock and roll, Teddy. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. I put a lot of work in, reading, research, talking. You know, I, I, it's enough of these numbers and seeds and all this type of stuff. Let's play the game, Savransky. How you doing? Sure, sure, sure. And, and it's so funny because the seeding to me, I guess I look at the seeding when I fill out brackets. So I have some familiarity uh, with the seeding. But honestly, I probably couldn't tell you what half these teams are seeded. Uh, I pay no attention to it. It's not really part of my handicap. What about you? Um, no. Well, you know, in the big picture, like if I'm playing a future or something, I mean, we, you know, 29 and two the last 31 years, a three seed or more. But when betting the games, no, Teddy, like each, each individual game, I'm not thinking about the seed and everyone sort of has a difference. Somebody asked me like, what's my approach to, uh, to, to March madness. And, and, you know, do I look at conferences? Is it sort of the numbers? Because, you know, we hear a lot of this, Teddy. I'm curious your take on this because we hear a lot of talk throughout the week. And it's impressive that people can rattle off this team is 79th in this efficiency and this team is that in that efficiency. Yet, whatever, that's in a conference, you know, you're in a different situation. You're on a neutral court right now against a team that you haven't played against uh, before. I sort of look at talent, Teddy. Coaching, talent toughness no like honestly like how much talent does this team have will they be intimidated do they match up i don't care what the public thinks or what seth davis has said do i think they match up talent wise and physically uh with these kids and and you know that's something that i'll hang my hat on when we get these sort of interconference matchups sure all of which has nothing to do with seating 
<laughs> you know? Uh, You're right. I'm with you on that 100%, uh, Gabe. And look, I mean, the, uh, the quote-unquote uh, experts, <laughs> and I, I don't mean to laugh, but um, you've watched more college basketball than they have this year. I've watched more college, a lot more college basketball than they have this year. You know, it's uh, there's a different level of paying attention to what you're seeing when you're sitting in a studio and you have to talk about it maybe for a minute once a year versus when you're betting these games every day. <laughs> so, well, I said uh, that, Teddy, tonight. You know, I, I don't worry at all about what the talking heads think. They don't watch. I mean, honestly, I don't think any of them watch college. Certainly, outside of the Power Five conferences, I don't think any of them watch college basketball. Well, you know what? A good example. Look, Seth Davis knows college basketball. I think he watches, right? And he waxed poetic about how great the defense was at Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern couldn't do this and that. Well, he was wrong. His info was good, but you know, maybe he's not a handicapper. He's just, but as you stated, knowing stuff and knowing things, something are two different things, Teddy, as you stated. And I said this earlier in the intro. Because Kenny Smith and, and Ernie and all these guys and everyone's flipping out online about Tom Izzo grabbing a kid's jersey going into the tunnel. And people were shocked that Michigan State players were fighting with each other. And they were they, they fought back with Izzo. And it was like, a, you know what I mean? Everyone was yelling and grabbing each other on the way out. And Kenny's like, you can't do that. It's just wrong. And Twitter's blowing up. What the hell's going on with Izzo? And I'm thinking, Teddy... Have these people ever watched a Michigan State basketball game before under Tom Izzo? <laughs> like, these guys have come Probably to blows not. on the sideline, essentially, but in the past, Teddy. <laughs> Draymond Green retweeted, he said to the guys on the set, and he does that show sometimes, Teddy, now, right? He tweeted them. He said, just typical MSU interaction. Relax. <laughs> Seriously, Teddy. I'm like, do you guys ever watch Michigan State? That's all they do is yell at each other and grab each other. That's what makes them. <laughs> sure, but what, what, what amazing, I mean, with a team like Michigan State, you would think that maybe some of them have actually watched a Michigan State game this year. But when you start getting into the, whatever, the San Diego States of the world, you know, or yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. of the world, or the North Texases, or the Utah States, or the Colgates, or the Oral Roberts, or the Drexels, or, or the, uh, I mean, Loyola Chicago is a team that every better knows. And I'll bet you, and I, don't, I don't think this is, you know, how many, I, I've seen Loyola Chicago, Chicago play a bunch of times this year. You have too. You guys, not so much. You know, they, you know what? they, they, they make their bread and butter on the, on the Dukes and the, and the Louisvilles and the, you know, and the Michigan States of the world. And, and even that, they're not paying close attention. But, you know, that's why our audience is what it is. We appreciate you, uh, you guys out in viewer and listener land. It's funny you say that, Teddy, because one of the reasons why I took Drake tonight was I watched them play against Loyola Chicago without their best players that weekend. You remember that weekend? They got smoked on yes, a Saturday and one on the Sunday, right? They got smoked yeah. on Saturday, one on Sunday, and everyone buried them in this, and I brought up the point for the game. I'm like, Ken Palm has Loyola Chicago ranked ninth in the country, and I watched Drake play shorthanded against these guys, play their heart out. There was another, the other game that Drake lost, too, recently. Played their heart out. We're right there. You could tell. Yeah, like they, coming into tonight, you know, people just sort of buy into that narrative, like the Winthrop the narrative right now. 
I heard Seth Davis threat. Well, they're 23 and one and winning is winning. No, it's not. It's not the same. I don't care if you're 23 and one. You're playing Villanova, <laughs> right? And like, winning is winning. No, you know, wins, Jay Wright. Let me start with that one. I should just throw it at you because, you know, everyone's got Winfro. I get it. Gillespie's not there, but Villanova are losing the opening round game, bro. Well, I mean, it's number one is Winthrop is pretty good. <laughs> and number two is one thing I don't want to do in the tournament is bet on a team that just lost either their best player or one of their top two players. Not going to do it. Yeah. And this is a lesson. And again, you start showing your age here. This is a lesson I learned when Kenyon Martin got hurt for the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm like, ah, oh, Cincinnati will be fine. You know, that team's low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they, they, they were out. Uh, they were out opening weekend and didn't sniff a point. I, I think they won a game in the big dance. They didn't sniff a cover and then were, you know, knocked out in the second round. And since that time, that, that little thing caught my radar. And every year I look for teams like Villanova that just lost somebody key right before the tournament, and I look to bet against those teams. So uh, uh, it's, it's, it just works. Go you, know, on you, you don't trust teams that, that are, are without a key guy. So it's with or pass, and, and the point spread so low, it's got to be passed. All right, we're gonna, I'm just going to start throwing games at you rapid fire on the other side. We're coming up and against the break, but I'm curious your thoughts on Michigan without Isaiah Livers. Are they an automatic just sort of, you know what, you're not interested anymore moving forward? Because they're kind of deeper than Villanova. They're not as reliant on Livers as, as Nova was Gillespie. More with Teddy on the other side. Bring it. Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you gotta do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome to the 117th dust up between the snort and swine of Springfield AM and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, Doctor, break out the hickory switch. The late night anger management class. The insanity has begun. They don't call it March Madness for nothing. Uh, we got a great show uh, tonight. We got the great Teddy Covers talking hoops uh, with us. Uh, we've got uh, Big Card Julio, uh, Julio Rosario, who uh, Big Card Julio actually is a great, you know, he's got great pipes, right? He's the uh, play-by-play voice of uh, Chicago State, except now he also does the Windy City Bulls of the G League. So he's going to give us his thoughts on Grand Canyon and, um, and the tournament, uh, talk some lopes. I look forward to Teddy's thoughts on the lopes. 
Teddy, while this uh, this Bruin and Spartan situation settles itself, uh, let's talk about the crew in Ann Arbor right now, like we do every week. It seems you were talking about you know when when it, when a team loses a player. An impact player, it scares you, especially if they don't have time to, to play without him uh, at all. What about Isaiah Livers? Um, I'm not even sure he's going to be out the whole tournament. But what about Isaiah Livers and your thoughts on Michigan? Have, has it cooled your thoughts on them in a the big picture moving forward? Oh, yeah, uh, very much so. Uh, I would expect, you know, if, if Michigan makes it out of the first weekend, um, and that's an if. You know, the, the, whoever wins that St. Bonnie's LSU game is going to give the Wolverines a battle. Know that now. <laughs> All right, that's no joke uh, right there for uh, Michigan. But if they win that, Florida State will beat them. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a really tough matchup uh, for Michigan, you know. Um, and, and Florida State's the team. Uh, Florida State's my final four team out of that, uh, out of that region. I'm, I'm pretty high on the Seminoles. Uh, biting my tongue, Savransky. Uh, but you're the guest, so no, I'm gonna, you know, I want to get to more games. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I just, you know what? I can't disagree as far as as far as um, St. Bonaventure and LSU. Dangerous ass game. Dangerous ass game. But I do think that Michigan can beat Florida State. And um, you don't think? I think we have enough still, Teddy. You don't think Dickinson's going to be a monster and a, and a matchup problem for for everybody moving through this tournament, even without Livers right now? So, particularly with Florida State, we talk about the Florida State element of the equation. I mean, well, let's let FSU get there first. I know they're big. I know they're big. That's the thing with LSU. They're big too, Teddy. I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. I, I, I know. I know. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't. I'm not losing sleep over Florida State. I'm sort of Teddy. Maybe I'm a homer. I'm like, no, we're good, man. We're going to be playing Alabama, and next week in two weekends, we'll be playing Alabama, and uh, everyone will see what happens. We're gonna. We're gonna get there. It's gonna be. Well, we'll, we'll I think they get there, Teddy. Alabama, Michigan to go to the Final Four. I'll take your action. I don't think Michigan gets there. I, maybe, I, I think Michigan loses round of 32 or, uh, or Sweet 16. I should, I should so, yeah. uh, back this up, Teddy. I did not bet yeah. on Michigan to make it to the Final Four. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did bet on Gonzaga, Teddy. Minus two ten. I just thought it was too low. I'm like, come on, man. It's minus two ten. Like to like. I don't want to take them to win the title at plus two hundred, but for them, the four games they're going to be big ass favorites the whole time. And the number did move to minus two sixty after. So I felt a little bit better about it after. But I looked at it just sort of like an investment, Teddy. Like Gonzaga, do you feel like Gonzaga? I don't know if they're going to win, but they're getting to the final four, Teddy. You think Gonzaga can get knocked off by one of these uh, teams? No. No, and, and I mean, you look at, you know, again, the, the top seeds in that conference. Iowa, I think, is the weakest two. COVID-ridden Kansas might be the weakest three, and COVID-ridden, uh, COVID-ridden Virginia might be the weakest number four. <laughs> so the Zags have a relatively easy path. Now, you know, if Oklahoma wins, they've lost uh, a key guy. You know, and Missouri can't beat them. Yeah, Gonzaga by far has the easiest road to the final four of any of the number one seeds. No, they really do. And a lot of that, uh, they, they, my, my disrespect of Iowa, you know, Iowa's going home or I've grand Canyon might beat Iowa. 
Wow. All right. So it's st- stepping right into it here. All right. So let's let's get down to business and start fire, firing through these. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into the games, just talking to the brackets. So you like FSU, uh, Gonzaga. Um, a lot of people are asking me the the other side of this bracket, Teddy, is where a lot of people are having trouble. And you know, when I start to fill it out, I'm just looking. I think Baylor are better than people even give them credit for. Actually, you talk about all the metrics and everything, Teddy. And I'm looking here. North Carolina. I think North Carolina beat Wisconsin, um, and they've got size. I get it, but I think Baylor beats them, and I think Baylor beats Purdue after that. And I think Baylor and Ohio State could be a hell of a game, or Baylor and Arkansas. But the more I dug in, I see Baylor going to the Final Four. And it's funny because I used to think they were kind of vulnerable, but I don't think so anymore. I think Baylor are going to the Final Four. So in the in the majority of my brackets, I've got Baylor beating Gonzaga for the title. You know, I mean, those have been the two best teams yeah. all year. We missed a matchup that we were going to see early in the season, uh, but. Of the two, I'm far more confident in the Zags than I am in the Bears, just because Baylor, I mean, let's be honest, they haven't been as good uh, since the pause. Um, is their A game still as good as anybody in the country? Absolutely. You know, when Baylor's hitting, uh, you know, their, their defense is extraordinary. Their inside-outside balance is tremendous. Um, they're as good as anybody in the country, literally. Uh, obviously, they're number one seed, but we haven't seen that Baylor team nearly as much since they got back on the floor. Um, this team is, you know, they're supposed to make a deep run. They're supposed to reach the final four. And again, it's another one of these regions where you look at the two, you say Ohio state. Yeah, they're vulnerable. You look at the three, you say Arkansas. I'm not scared by Arkansas. You look at the four and say Purdue, you know, how many big 10 teams are going to be, <laughs> you know, five Nova. We just talked about Nova as being a, you know, a team I'm not excited about. So, it's another region where the other top seeds look to have some vulnerability, which may increase uh, Baylor's chances, which is very different from the two regions that we haven't talked about, which are loaded. <laughs> you know, we're like, yeah, could Houston do something as a two seed? Yeah. Could Alabama do something as a two seed? Yeah. Could Texas do something as a three seed? Yeah. Could West Virginia do something as a three seed? Yeah. Do we like Okie State as a four seed? Yeah. Do we like, uh, uh, you know, so, I mean, there's, there, there's certainly, uh, in my mind, the what is it? Uh, the East and the Midwest much, much deeper than the West and the South. That's why I have Baylor and Gonzaga, like I said, in the vast majority of my brackets. Teddy covers kicking it with us. I am Gable Morenci. You can find Teddy over at WagerTalkTVSportsMemo.com. Of course, this is SiriusXM Channel Two Hundred Four Sports Grid Radio Networks. So, Teddy, first game in the morning, Virginia Tech. And um, and the Florida Gators. What are your thoughts on on the inactivity of Virginia Tech? Um, we talk about teams in COVID pauses. Um, they've only played three games since February the 23rd. They were off from February 6th to February the 23rd. They played February 23rd, February 27th. Then they were off for two weeks again, March 11th, and here we are. So they've essentially played three basketball games in a month, Teddy. Um, is that a big negative to you? What are your thoughts on Vartek and that, that uh, situation? Yeah, it's a huge negative. And again, what I want in an NCAA tournament game, especially in a pick'em range, I want a team that's in their normal, regular season rhythm. Virginia Tech ain't that. You know, what do they play, three games in five weeks? Five and a half weeks? Um, and 
to start and stop and start and stop. That's not a bet on situation. It's not at all. And there's a matchup edge, I think, that works in the Gators' favor as well. You know, Virginia Tech is a, uh, is a slow team. You know, they're, they're not a fast-break team. They don't run a whole lot. What are the Gators good, man? They're good on the offensive glass. What happens when you're facing a team that's going to that it's going to fast-break against you? Uh-oh. You know, you can't pound the offensive glass. It's hard. you got to get someone back. Virginia Tech doesn't do that. The Gators should get more than their fair share of second-chance opportunities here. I think they'll crash the glass hard. And in a pick-em game, uh, getting a couple extra possessions, that matters. Uh, yeah, it's Florida or pass for this better. Teddy, it's rare that we see a total as high as we do uh, for the Arkansas and Colgate game in an NCAA tournament matchup, neutral court, uh, college kids, uh, first game of the tournament, except it's hard to want to bet the uh, the under here. Do you know, so you got two teams that can really get after it. Obviously, Arkansas are going to have the athletic edge here. What's, what's your opinion on this uh, basketball game, uh, Teddy? So Col- Colgate's not a team that I know, trust, or handicap. So, or, you know, have you seen Colgate play? I haven't seen him play a whole lot. <laughs> you know, uh, I know they only played 15 games this year. You know, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that and of course, you know, when you talk about the lowest level conferences, yeah, I, I do have my concerns about the single digit underdogs. You know, I, I really do. Um, well, I don't get it either. Again, exactly. You know, what, it's like, what's their signature win this year? Uh, Boston University? Uh, <laughs> Army? Yeah, they beat, they <laughs> won know? at Army. Yeah, I was going to say, they did. They won at Army <laughs> twice, twice in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they you're exactly right. Army. Holy Cross. No, you're right, but people are talking themselves into this, right? But it's almost, look, how many people are betting on this stuff I haven't watched these teams play before? They watch the shows. They buy into the hype. Oh, Colgate can give them all they can handle. Colgate can score. They're also going to get murdered on the glass. They're nowhere near as athletic as, as Arkansas is. And, and Colgate's style plays right into Arkansas's hands, Teddy. Yeah, and, and I don't know that Colgate's going to be, you know, hanging in the, in the 90s on Arkansas the way they were doing against Holy Cross. <laughs> Ted Saransky kicked it with us. Late night anger management class. We'll continue to go rapid fire. If you've got a game you want us to talk about, throw it in the chat. Bring it. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. 
Do you have a gambling problem? No, I, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. So I have a gambling problem, Ahmad Rashad. I've been sweating out Norfolk State and App State basketball. I've been watching Texas Southern play basketball uh, this evening. Clearly, I do. Clearly, I do. Yes, it's a hobby. Um, can you imagine, Teddy, that Michael Jordan did that? In, can you imagine now, like, some like Michael Jordan? He did that interview before, like, an NBA Finals game. The NBA even said to him, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why would you sit down with a Rashad moments before an NBA Finals game and do an interview about you gambling on sports? <laughs> like... <laughs> like uh, you can't make that up. God bless uh, the uh, the nineties, the eighties and nineties. Great era. Uh, all right, Teddy covers kick it with us uh, right now. Uh, Colgate, Arkansas. Yeah, Teddy. I don't know. Colgate or one of these trendy picks has come down, and I don't really get it either. Maybe they hang around, they have their moments, but I don't see it in the big picture. Any interest in the Drexel Illinois game, monster point spread game here? Uh, I mean, I. I... I'm not going to lay with Illinois in this spot. Uh, I look at my track record at 20 with uh, 20 point dogs in college hoops, and it's not a track record I'm proud of. It's going to be an easy pass for me. All right. Utah State and Texas Tech. This is in your neck of the woods, Mountain West country. Uh, Taking on Texas Tech. Another trendy pick. We had Richie Schuler on earlier in the week. Great guest, actually, play by play guy, um, you know, of uh, ESPN and the Pac 12. We asked him what you know. What's an early upset that he's looking at? It's only a four-point spread, so it is what it is. But I don't really see it. I'm not buying in. But the Aggies are a trendy pick here with their size, good defensive team, um, you know, top ten defense. What's your take on Utah State and Texas Tech? Oh, Texas Tech's going to kill this team. I, I, I don't think this game is close. Um, the Mountain West. This, this was not a banner year for the Mountain West. Utah State. Go look at that. You want to have fun? <laughs> Go look at Utah State's conference schedule. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to run it with you for a minute because these are their road games. All right. And again, the Mountain. This was not a great year for the Mountain West. And on the road, yeah. Mountain West and West play. Utah State played Air Force, New Mexico. I think I'm trying to remember for the New Mexico was in. It was in Henderson at that time, or if they were in El Paso. Oh, yeah, they yeah. They certainly weren't in El Paso. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so two games against Air Force, two games against New Mexico, two games against uh, UNLV and Fresno. That's their road wins. <laughs> That's not a who's who of good yeah. teams in college basketball, dude. <laughs> you know. And now you're, now, now you're now down there. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and they're like, oh, well, on a neutral floor, they beat Colorado State in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, Colorado State shot literally 25% from the floor in that game. And Utah State, look, they, they've got two big men, and they're both good. And, and Kate is going to play in the, in the NBA. But Texas Tech's the better team. It's a, all 10 of Texas Tech's losses this year came against other uh, NCAA tournament teams. So it's not like they're losing any games to bottom feeders. They're just losing to, to other Big 12 elites, and there were plenty of elite teams in that conference. It's interesting that this year, Teddy, that there's so much buzz about these mid-majors and everyone's looking for these sleepers that you're getting better basketball teams at short prices. Like, I don't really understand this number at four. Like, the Big 12 is, like, arguably a a long, like, you know? I guess it's our job to beat it, right? Well, remember, okay, 
one of the things you talked about at the very open when I first came on, you were talking about, look, we've crunched all the numbers. We've looked at all the stats. You know, now what I'm relying on is what I've seen and what I know. All right. Point spreads are created 100% based on statistical profiles. Team A stats, you throw them all in your algorithm and it spits out a powering number. Team B stats, you throw them all in an algorithm and it spits out a powering number. The difference between Team A and Team B, that's your opening point spread, and then the markets decide if it's right or wrong. I mean, it's not rocket science. That's how it works. That's how point spreads get created. So when you try to talk about Utah State stats, that's already baked in. <laughs> All right? People, anyone's going to quote you stats from any of these teams and say, well, look at their statistical profile. Look, they're number eight in the you know, defensive. Event. That's already in the number. What I spend my entire life doing is looking for edges that aren't baked into the number. Where does the stat lie? What's not truthful about this team's statistical profile? Where is there an extra motivational edge or an extra situational edge? Whatever's not factored into this point spread. And I'm telling you, Utah State's got some good-looking stats, good-looking defensive stats. That's why the number is where it is. The markets seem to think Utah State's a pretty good team. I've watched them play, and they are a pretty good team. At home, they're a really good team. But Texas Tech is better. I think the Red Raiders beat them pretty good. Teddy Covers kicking it uh, with us. So, Teddy, this next game I'm looking forward to. This is, you know, I like Saturday's game. I like Saturday's card better from a betting perspective and just from a viewer's perspective. But this is one game I am looking forward to, Oral Roberts and Ohio State. And, you know, this this Oral Roberts uh, basketball team have a lot of good things going for them. Um, you know, they're seventh in the country as far as uh, three-point shooting uh, is concerned, uh, Teddy. They, they're very good at the free throw line. But, you know, we can get into all the stats and stuff. But what I like about this team is is um, you look at their, their non-conference schedule earlier in the year, Teddy. You know, they competed. They played some tough teams, and they hung around. So, like, I was talking earlier to you about, like, how I'm looking at, like, talent. Are they going to be intimidated? I do look at, like, all right, have they played against, the, you know, tough, tough opponents? And, look, they opened up at Missouri. They got smashed 91-64. Uh, a couple of nights later, they go to Wichita State. They lose 85-80. Uh, five, six nights later, they go to Stillwater at Oklahoma State. They lose 83-78. They go to Norman. They lose 79-65. They go to Arkansas, 87-76. Um, that's a pretty battle-tested team, Teddy. I mean, you look at Oral Roberts' non-conference schedule here, and they hung with some big boys on the road, and they're a better team now than they were then, this Oral Roberts team. I know Ohio State are really good. I'm looking at a first half play here with Oral Roberts, but I like the over, too. I think it's going to be points, but I think they can hang, Teddy. What's your opinion on this game with the Golden Eagles and the Buckeyes? So it's, it's really worth noting, and it's an important distinction to make. All right, Not one of those teams were taking Oral Roberts seriously in early yeah. non-conference play. And Ohio State's going to take Oral Roberts seriously. So um, that is that is a difference. In theory, Ohio State's supposed to take Oral Roberts seriously because it is uh, an NCAA uh, tournament game. This is certainly a lofty point spread for the Buckeyes away from home. You know, I don't know that they won a game all year by this margin away from home. I don't see any. 
Um, they haven't. So it's it's no point spread bargain here on the Ohio State uh, side of the equation. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's dog or pass for me in this one. I don't know if I trust a dog to do it for 40 minutes, though. I, I'm with you in the concept of maybe you want a first half play, not a full game play. Um, uh, you, you could see Earl Roberts hanging around and then and then not hanging around in this one, perhaps. Yeah, and that's, that's one of these deals, exactly, in which I think the second half, Ohio State will dial it up. But, and it's a good point that you raise. Ohio State are aware of all these things now. They're going to know their tendencies, and there's, they're, they're, you know, they broke down the tape all week. But, you know, listen, 46 days, they're the seventh-best three-point shooting team in the country, and 46% of the shots that they take are three-point shots. So, you know what? They're going to live and die with the three. It is what it is. Another monster point spread with uh, Hartford and Baylor. I hate these monster point spread games, Teddy. I don't really, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to take the dog. I don't really want to lay, lay, lay the points here. I don't know if you have an opinion on this one. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted Baylor first half. I really am. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that Hartford can score against this defense, and I, I think Baylor might run them out of the gym pretty quick. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, all right, I'm going to lay 25 and a half full game. No, I'm not because, you know, Baylor's up 30 with six minutes left and the bench is emptied and, and who knows what's going to happen at the end. So, uh, you know, if I would get involved to be with the favorite and it'd be in the short game, uh, you know, minus 14 and a half first half makes a lot more sense to me than uh, the full game of, you know, 25, 26 uh, in that point spread range. Talking about injuries and effects, uh, Moses Wright out for Georgia Tech. Seemed like it was already kind of a tough spot, weird spot for them. How do they overcome this, uh, Teddy? And, you know, FanDuel really hasn't moved it, man. They're sitting at four and a half since the injury, and they really haven't moved it. So four and a half of FanDuel. Yeah, and that's the exception. We're looking at five and a half. Uh, yeah. Most sports books across the globe uh, right now. And this is a hard one for me, you know, because Moses Wright is worth a lot. <laughs> and yet I, I feel like in this point spread range, man, they're the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets are a pretty good team. Um, I wonder if Loyola style is going to frustrate them. I mean, this, this to me, Loyola wants to make everything slow down and half court and all of that. And, and that's, I don't think, how Georgia Tech plays best. I would, I would say side and total are related in this one. And we're starting to talk about a total of 124, 124 and a half. That's a Loyola Chicago total. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You know, a total that caught my eye, Teddy, and I'm more of an overbetter by nature in college basketball, but I don't know how Cleveland State's going to score on Houston. I think they're going to have a hard time. <laughs> like they're going to have a hard time scoring. You're talking about like a defensive team. I just don't see it. I actually watch a lot of Horizon games. And I don't know, man. Cleveland, one night they can score 78. And even in the Horizon, the next game they'll score 52 type of thing. That's a total that I wonder if it's going to be able to get there. I can see Houston winning like, you know, 77 to 52 or something like that. Gets to 129, 130-ish. Um, I like the Tar Heels against the Badgers. That's another intriguing game. And look, uh, for the record, guys, so UCLA, we wondered about it. It was Trap Central. I ended up cashing three uh, in-game overs in the game. Uh, but 
Everybody loved Michigan State, including myself, Teddy, but the number just didn't move. And UCLA ends up getting it done in overtime. Similar spot here almost with this Wisconsin Tower Heel game in which nobody wants to touch the Badgers, yet the number's not moving all week, Teddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you make an argument that Michigan State choked it away, which North Carolina's capable of doing. Uh, but, I mean, the Sparty's. You know, the, 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 the back half of that game wasn't Sparty's best basketball, <laughs> to put it mildly. Oh, um, God. I don't know how they blew game. that. Uh, I know exactly how they blew it. They played really, really bad <laughs> on both ends of the floor <laughs> when it mattered most, and that's how you lose basketball games uh, where you have the lead uh, for, you know, most of the game. Uh, but when it matters, it's party, you know, a bad, bad, you know, both ends of the floor. They, they, they made mistakes on defense. They made turn the ball over on offense and they, uh, uh, you know, key fouls. I mean, the works, uh, didn't work in their favor. Now, see North Carolina is so young. That's not, you know, those seven freshmen against a team like Wisconsin that, you know, they're savvy. It's not going to be easy for the Cardinals to survive an advance that one. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to close these games out, as we just saw with Michigan State. More with Teddy on the other side. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Eight technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Michigan State. I truthfully do. I really do. Uh, <laughs> I really do hate betting on teams that I dislike. Uh, but you know what? We ended up going three and one in that game. Um, we took uh, the over. We had Michigan State, but we had over one thirty-four. Then I took in-game over one forty-five and a half, and I saw the fouls and the pace of the game, and I said, you know what? Let's go over one fifty-three and a half uh, as well. So we'll take it and move on. Teddy's kicking it with us just for a couple more moments, and I'm sure uh, it's been a crazy week uh, for Teddy. So, uh, Teddy, if you can, give us a game that you liked that I didn't bring up to you, either tomorrow or a game on Saturday. Um, is there something that you want to share with us that I didn't bring up? Syracuse-San Diego State's an interesting one tomorrow night. Uh, what are your thoughts on that or a couple of these other games on the way out here? Well, uh, I'm interested in Colorado against Georgetown. Uh, that's oh, what we have oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like the yeah, Hoyas. I, mean, I, I give the Hoyas all kinds of credit for uh, what they did last weekend. Uh, but if there's one Pac-12 team that I think can make some noise in this tournament, it might well be the Colorado Buffaloes. They're the class of that conference. You know, USC is one of those teams. 
you could see USC making a run, and you could see Drake beating them. You know what I mean? I mean, the Trojans have the talent level to do something, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if the Bruins are going anywhere. They got their win. Uh, Colorado's the team uh, out of the Pac-12 that, uh, that I would be most afraid of, uh, of stepping in front of. And then Georgetown, I mean, come on, Patrick Ewing was a very nice story. Heck of a run to get here. Uh, but they look to me like a very much a one-and-done team. Interesting. You know what? I said earlier I think USC will be six-point favorites. They either six-and-a-half, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Drake. I'm seeing FanDuel's got a number up now. USC minus six-and-a-half against the Drake. Total 138-and-a-half. And the Michigan Wolverines, 26-point favorites over Texas Southern. So uh, go over to Wager Talk, sportsmemo.com, Wager Talk TV, the YouTube page. These guys are going to be all over this stuff like a pit bull on a poodle. Thanks, Teddy. Cheers. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 